What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of National Pastime. John Toaster and J-Rob here, and we've got your Week 11 Picks and Preview. Includes our primetime parlay, which is where we pick the uh, against the spread, but we're, we pick against the spread for all three primetime games, plus Toaster and I each throw out a bonus pick for you. And uh, we try to give you as much analysis of these games as possible and any other games that we find interesting throughout the week. Um, I'm just going to kind of put you on blast a little bit here, Toaster. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was but, perfect uh, last week. That's two you were weeks perfect. in a row, right? That we've gone perfect. You went 4-0 and and I went 0-4. So. Yeah, so so you faded all of yep. your your picks, right? Okay, yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, so. I mean, this is... <laughs> This is where, you know, you got to you got to read between the lines on the analysis. Clearly, it was Ravens going down against the the Dolphins. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of undertones in, in this podcast. <laughs> yes, a lot of double entendres there. Yeah. Uh, so we win a combined one and seven. So that's that's pretty impressively bad. Honestly, um, could have flipped a coin and done much better. So. Uh, as Unless far as our Detroit Lions, right? I think that they're one and eleven now, one and ten. As far as the uh, the coin flip, yeah. Winning did they, did they finally win? Did they win this week? Because they were over going into this week. I think they went back, looked at the tape. They there was actually one win already this year, so um, they're either mm. one and ten, one and nine, or or two and eight. But either way, Bummer. one and seven. We're rivaling the now not always loss hole lines how do, how do you say that one <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think you're trying too hard you're, there you're not winless you're not uh, you're definitely still defeated but isn't uh, a tie yes. technically not winning though so aren't they technically still winless they're, they're still winless yeah they are winless, but they're but they're not they're not yeah, I get what you're They're saying. Still okay. like, you see, see, still like the, They're still trash. Like you can't see this is like the this is like the Roman numerals. We just need to move on. It's, <laughs> it's, we're too far down the rabbit hole here. Bottom line is uh our our overall records going into this week. I am 22 and 18 after going one and three last week. Toaster is 17 and 23, which I think means you're due. So Michael that's, Jordan greatness yes, about to happen. That's the approach I'm gonna take. But anyway, uh, we will start off with our picks for Thursday night football, which as of this moment, the Patriots are six and a half point road favorites over the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick us off here just because I think I'm starting us and I'm, I'm not even going to ask a question this week. So <laughs> Patriots, six and a half point favorites. It was seven earlier in the day when I checked. So the line is moving slightly. Um, this one is is fairly easy for me. Um, the Patriots are rolling. Uh, they've moved all the way up to fifth in our nerd composite rank power rankings. Uh, for anybody that hasn't been following that, we post those on Twitter every week. It's a composite ranking score from four different um, places, 538's ELO. Pro, uh, sorry, um, football outsiders DVOA, pro football focus grade, and Vegas's implied rankings per the betting market. So, um, Patriots are on a roll, and McCorkle Jones, highest graded passer per PFF the last five weeks. Atlanta's 31st as far as 
defensive rankings per football outsiders DVOA and pretty much any other rankings you want to look at. They're not very good. Cordero Patterson uh, was limited in practice today. And regardless of um, whether he plays on Thursday, he's obviously not going to be 100%. I'm essentially betting on the Patriots to keep their streak going here. And I'm going to take them minus six and a half. Yeah, I would I would have been scared of the points, but outside of the little bit of offensive burst that they've had the past couple weeks, they won by 38 against the, the Browns last week, 18 um, against Carolina, close game against the Chargers, but again, 41 against the Jets. It, it's looking like they're coming into their own their offensive line is finally healthy. And the biggest weakness that the the Patriots have had has been their run defense. They still gave up 99 yards to Dearness Johnson last week. The Panth- uh, the Falcons haven't had a rusher go over 60 yards the entire season. So now they're losing their number one running back, wide receiver, um, offensive weapon. I don't know what we call um, this new and improved uh, Cordero Patterson in what is seventh season that they're finally figuring athlete. out. I think yeah. he, he's just classified as an athlete. How to use him, but with without Patterson, without a Ridley, they only have Kyle Pitts. Bill Belichick knows how to take your best weapon away, and they don't have another weapon. So it is terrifying as it is to say a game management team like the Patriots is going to win by essentially multiple scores. I think this is the one. And again, on Thursday nights, I typically lean towards the healthier team and the better coach team. And mm-hmm. both of those are the Patriots. I mean, but the Patriots in, I suppose, theory are a game management team, but you called out their scores. I mean, they beat the Browns 45 to 17 Panthers, 24 to six. They put up 54 on the jets. They still scored 29 against the Cowboys, 25 against the Texans. I mean, they've, they've gotten to a point now where that offense can put up points. It maybe isn't explosive in the way that some of the other top offenses are, but they will out execute you down the field. And honestly, they, they are pretty explosive. um, As far as those 20 plus uh, yard plays, they get it a little differently. Like uh, Mac Jones, isn't necessarily going to throw like he's not going to give you 20 plus air yards on a throw, but he's going to hit a guy for 15 yards in stride and give him the opportunity for that yak that is going to give you that explosive play. And I, I mean, I think we need to start shifting the way that we're thinking about this Patriots team. They're not, they don't have the blow the top off the defense, you know, offense that some of these other top offenses do, but you look at those, those point totals, they're impressive. They're definitely impressive. I just think that it's come down to very effective execution these last on this four game winning streak. And that's something that one third down drop just completely can derail that. And I think we saw that with the Rams on Monday, right? They had three drops on on third down. Those are drive killers and you just you can't get back in the game. So it's not that I'm, I'm not confident in what they're doing and what they're scheming for. They just have to execute perfectly against most teams other than the Falcons. I think they can get away with not executing perfectly against the the Falcons, especially in their state of mind. But good news, Chick-fil-A is open. <laughs> 
Gotta love it. The Mercedes Benz Dome. Oh, what a what a nice wrinkle that is for that new stadium. All right. So we are both on the Patriots minus six and a half. J Rob, confidence level in this pick? A million. There's no fucking way the Falcons cover this game. There's and no, the Thursday no night parlay is done. Okay. And now we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, like, to me, this would be a mistake for the Falcons to win this game. Or to even yeah, like something would have to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. I just don't think it's going to happen, especially the way they're looking. That yeah, I love it. Okay. Love it. We are aligned on that one. So and, and I think history would show with our picks that as soon as we can get through Thursday night, we tend to have much better luck the rest of the week. So fingers crossed on that one. All right. Moving on to the Sunday night game, the Steelers at the Chargers, who are five and a half point favorites now. I think it was six points when I checked earlier today. But Toaster, uh, you get first crack at this one. Who you got? Well, I saw it start off at four and a half. So it sounds like this is all over the place. Um, do you want to point out? I'm not sure if we said it yet. We're, we're filming this one on Tuesday. Um, so there is a little Correct. bit more variation in the lines um, available to happen. Um, we don't know. Ben Roethlisberger status at this point. We don't know Joey uh, Joey Bosa's status at this point. So two, uh, I don't want to give Roethlisberger the credit of being a key (laughs) player at this point, but um, two big names that could or could not be in this game. I I think that I'm going to go a little bit of ignorance on this one and take the Chargers even against the points. I think that Herbert, they finally realized that they need to let him get loose a little bit challenge him a little bit more um oh i left tj watt out there too it's not covid related but he's uh he with his hip and knee injury may or may not play the the talent spread in this game is so much in favor of the chargers there's nothing on that offense from the steelers that scares me um even with how absolutely abysmal the chargers rush defense has been and Najee harris has obviously been uh, you know one of the stud rookies i don't see enough out of the steelers to make this a one a one score game and i'm just gonna go with it because i'm owing for and let's let let's let our let's let our heart play <laughs> okay i yeah i mean i i'm gonna i'm gonna take the other side of this one so i i'm gonna take the steelers with the points and it's not that i don't think the chargers are the better team here um but I just don't trust them right now. And, you know, the Steelers are nothing if unspectacular, right? Like there's nothing that you saw from their game against the Lions that gives you a ton of uh, confidence last week. And then even the week before against the Bears, they probably should have lost that game. But they're solid enough defensively. And we've seen the issues that the Chargers have had offensively over the last few weeks. And, Five and a half points is a lot for a team that is just not really clicking right now. Now, that said, the Steelers are, you know, flying cross country here. They're on the road. That stuff matters. Are they on the road? Is anybody on the road when they're playing? That's probably the Chargers in LA. Yeah. From a fan standpoint and the noise standpoint, you're right. That's not necessarily a home field advantage for the Chargers at SoFi. But um, this just feels like. Uh, a lot of points for me here. Like, um, 
you go into these games, right? Or you're looking at them before you look at the spread and you think, okay, what, what do I think the total or not total? What, what do I think the, the spread will be here? I would have thought the chargers would be favored. I thought it would probably been closer to like three and a half, maybe something along those lines. So if the line shifts and you can get something like that, I, you know, I would definitely encourage you to take it five and a half with how the chargers have played as of late. I'm just not necessarily confident in them. So I'm going to take the Steelers plus the points. And if I think I've got a surprising stat for you here, would you, would you think that the chargers have a negative point differential right now? No, I, I would not with Justin Herbert at quarterback, who was a wonderkin his first year They're they're negative nine right now. So that it does scare me to take them, especially with the points. The Steelers are negative eight point differential right now. They're they're coming off of what a, a four game winning streak, and the Chargers have lost three of their last four. Four game non losing streak. Th- there you go. So I yeah. guess sorry, it's a five game non losing streak. Then if okay, we pull, okay. If we throw that one in there. Um, I, I the Chargers. This might be again ignorance on my part. If if I'm picking them to win the AFC West, they've got to win this game. So yeah, I'm sticking to my guns. Okay. Uh, J-Rob, you are the tiebreaker here. Where are you leaning in this one? So I actually love the Chargers here, and I'm kind of just going off statistics since both teams are kind of hit or miss on what you're going to get. And Steelers are 3-6 and six against the spread, and the Chargers are 5-4 and four against the spread. So I'm just going to lean towards who can cover more, and I'm going with the Chargers, especially at home, long road trip. And I know it's not really a home game, but I'm just going to go with who's been covering more and who seems to need this game more. And I definitely think the chargers need this game more than the Steelers need this game. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, toaster and I are split on this one. J Rob is siding with the chargers here. So, uh, moving on to Monday night and all to come back. But (laughs) if I get one of these games, (laughs) might be back in contention. (laughs) Yeah, or the spiral could continue. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, <same>. All right. <laughs> Going to the Monday night game, the Giants at the Buccaneers. The Bucks are 10.5 point favorites as of right now. Um, again, we are pulling these lines on Tuesday. But um, Toaster, I, th- I actually think VR snake style, you, you get this one as well. So uh, where are you leaning here? When it was 11 and a half, I was so much, so much more confident. Now that it's 10 and a half, starting to starting to to waver a little bit more. The Bucks are just so beat up right now. I don't know that Antonio Brown's going to play. Rob Gronkowski yeah, doesn't look like definitely it. not going to play. I have to give the points to the Giants at this point. Um, Tom Brady's only beaten the Giants by more than 10 and a half points once since 2003 and every other game has been extremely close two points one point four points four points three points three points last year on monday night football they only barely eked out a victory against the giants so i i'm gonna go with history here and then the other side of history is that when the bucks have been 10 and a half point or more favorites they've covered three out of three games (laughs) <laughs> so you're uh you're not feeling super confident is what you're saying there yeah <laughs> so uh 
I'm taking the Bucks on this one, and I don't love the ten and a half points. Um, the Giants have played much better as of late. Danny Dimes hasn't been great, but he hasn't been a killer, which has been what's really tanked this team over the last few years. But for me, the Bucks need to get right in a very, very bad way. And I just feel a Brady eruption coming here. Um, I, I mentioned in our last episode, our, our, the insane Brady stat of the week was that he'd only thrown two plus interceptions in three straight games one time in his career. That was 18 years ago. So I don't anticipate Tom Brady turning the ball over uh, two plus times in this one. And if that's the case, even with their you know, injuries in that skill position group with Antonio Brown, like you mentioned, Rob Gronkowski, all those guys. I just feel like this is going to be a fuck you game from Tom Brady. And I know Eli Manning doesn't play for the Giants anymore, but (laughs) Tom broadcasting this one, though. Do we get to listen to Eli on the Monday night simulcast? I think I think we do. I think the Manning cast is up for this one. Uh, don't quote me on that. Maybe J-Rob can look that up for us. I mean, how but, could they pass on this one? There's no way the Mannings are passing on commenting on a Tom Brady game. Tom Brady and a Giants game, right? Like right. It, it's they got to do it. But um, I, this is just one with I'm going with my gut here that Brady just is going to want to drive the point home that, hey, the Bucks are still regardless of record. The, t- the team you need to go through in the NFC. And I don't love 10 and a half points, but I think the Bucks win double digits is, you know, I feel pretty confident about that. That, that half point is irking me a little bit, but uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks minus 10 and a half. I mean, and good news for both of us, they either completely blow the spread out of the water or it's a tight game border. I, I'm not going to go money line win for the, the Giants. I'm not going to go that far, but um, they've won games by 23, 28, and 35. And then their next closest games were six points, two points, two points, and then everything else was a negative point differential. So um, yeah. I, I agree with the get right game. The problem is I was on the get right bandwagon last week, and that did not go well for me. So Maybe you're overcorrecting. Was- recency bias um and it does go down to game script right i mean those two interceptions very early on and the inability for them to stop that washington offense um multiple you know long eight plus minute drives i I, with new york getting healthy again i i see that they could potentially pull that off as well so uh this is one where i think we're going to go to the confidence factor in j-rob i saw a lot of nodding during John's speak, which is uh, a fuck you. But uh, what do you think? Um, I think Tom hates being embarrassed, and I feel like he was embarrassed last week after coming off a bye and putting up that kind of performance that I think he's just going to go two middle fingers up and just absolutely destroy them. I think there's yeah. not going to be a lot of running. I think it's going to be a very Tom Brady game, and it might be close in the first – actually, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think they're <laughs> just going to pedal to the middle from the game. Regardless on this one, though, I think if you are looking to bet this game, if you're looking for confidence in, you know, who you think is going to win, because 10 and a half points is a lot. And I think a lot of people might avoid 
any sort of spread in the NFL. That I goes think they already digits. are because it was at 11 and a half points earlier today. Right. Totally. Uh, I think we're all fairly confident that the Bucks at least win this game, right? Like maybe it's not 10 and a half. Maybe it's an eight point win. Maybe it's a, a seven point win, but we, we feel confident the Bucks will win. So if you want to throw the Bucks money line potentially into what you're doing here, um, I think that's where we can kind of uh, you, help you out a little bit since we're on both sides of this one. You can, you can bring me around on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I did Let's some research. It does look like the Manningers are going to be doing that game. Okay. I'm, I can't awesome. quite get a straight answer, but it looks like they are going to be there. Well, well, awesome. while we're, while we're pitching other shows, um, hard knocks <laughs> starts this week, Wednesday. Um, it'll be after this podcast ultimately goes out, but the mid season hard knocks for the Indianapolis Colts premieres on November 17th. Uh, I believe it's at 10 PM Eastern. And I want to believe that that's why they've just been so damn vanilla this entire season is that they didn't want to give any of their, their secrets away on hard before her. So, exactly. <laughs> so now that, now that everything's filmed and they're working through some shit, um, they'll, they'll start ramping it up a little bit, but yeah, mid season hard knocks for the first time, um, in NFL history starts tomorrow. Very cool. Very cool. Love that. Um, I, I was not aware they were doing that. So I am, hella stoked about that um oh god it just sounded very west coasty there right. this does remind me is amazon prime doing like who's their all or nothing team this year i think it got disbanded it did okay no they're well it they may not be doing it for nfl this year but all or nothing is definitely still going with other oh, sports okay. um okay. in fact i think they're doing a premier league team this year okay. potentially but anyway um yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure they're doing NFL. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was like an NFL team that had that this year, and then we could like look to see how well they've been doing. Because I'm a yeah. firm believer, the more cameras you have in your locker room, like shit's a distraction. Yeah. Well, I would hope not. These guys are pros. But all right, let's move on to our bonus picks. Um, I think I get to start us off here, and I'm going with old reliable Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. I think I've picked them like fucking six times this year, but the Cowboys at the chiefs chiefs are two and a half point favorites in this one. Um, I just feel like the betting market still loves the chiefs. So um, like pulling together the nerd rankings for this week, uh, just going down the line. So Elo has them seventh DVOA 14th PFF 18th, but Vegas has them third. So they will get points against all but two other teams, according to Vegas here. And that just really surprised me. I feel like it's a bit of an overcorrection from what we've seen from them recently because of what they did on a national stage against the Raiders last week. But I just go back to like all the stuff I look at with Dallas every week. Dallas is eight and one against the spread. They're 3-0 as an away dog. Kansas City's 0-5 as a home favorite this year against the spread. I think Dallas is going to challenge Kansas City's passing attack a lot more than Vegas did um, from a defensive standpoint. So they're Dallas's third in passing defense per football outsiders DVOA. They're, a lot of that is driven by the takeaways, and takeaways can be um, you know fluky. But we know that the chiefs have been careless with the ball this year 
And two and a half points is, first of all, I would have thought, I would have picked Dallas to be the favorite of this one if, if it was me going into the week. But two and a half points is not enough. Like if this was closer to a pick em, if it was more like one, one and a half, maybe, maybe I could lean Chiefs out here right here. I don't know. But I, I think Dallas wins this one outright personally. And I just think we're we're way overcorrecting now that we saw the Chiefs finally put together a game where they score more than 40 points. So uh I'm taking as my bonus pick Dallas plus two and a half in Kansas City. I've got to agree with you there. Um, I never thought I would say this, but the Dallas that you'd agree with me. The doubt da- no that the the Dallas defense would be better than somebody else's defense because I think it's been four or five years since that's been the case. But I do believe that they're better than than the Chiefs, and they've got the most valuable wild card in Trevon Diggs. And I think that this is that perfect game for him, where he ultimately gets absolutely shit canned for a long touchdown, but but ultimately gets an interception to you know stay within that most valuable defensive player conversation. Um, the offense for the Cowboys has been Broncos aside, absolutely unstoppable. And even the Broncos game, I think that the came down the game flow, right? Two failed fourth down conversions and yeah. they, they were playing not within themselves the rest of the game. I don't think that that happens against the chiefs, even if they do get aggressive and it doesn't work out early. I think that they know what they need to do and they're going to be aggressive, but aggressive in a tactful way, not an aggressive in like a, this is the fucking Broncos way. Yeah. Well, and I know that I I hear what you're saying about Dallas's defense too, but I think a lot of that is maybe our our bias coming into the year on them. I mean, if you if you buy into Football Outsiders DVOA, they are the fourth ranked defense in all of football by that metric. If you're going by traditional metrics, they're tenth in points allowed, they're fifteenth in yards allowed. So they're they're a competent defense at the very oh, minimum. No, I completely agree. I'm just saying that was not expected I, that Micah Parsons yeah. pick definitely changed the the attitude there. And they, I mean, they were a pushover last year, right? Like yeah, you want to, you want to say that, uh, that going down was, was absolutely detrimental and that's completely correct, but they couldn't stop anybody on defense last year. And it's yeah. been night and day with what they've been able to achieve. Not that they're ultimately holding people to, you know, zero points. They hadn't hold, held anybody to less than 16 points until that last game where they only put up, where the Falcons only put up three against them. But they are disciplined and they're getting the job done. And I think that they can handle the Chiefs. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, your bonus pick, who you got? Well, do we not get to hear uh, intern Josh on this one? I'll well, we can sim- technically, I'll keep it technically simple. this is my pick, but you know, true, but I'll keep it simple, man. To quote the great Ted Lasso, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. Um, all right, Toaster, who you got for your bonus? So I, I try to steer away from divisional games as much as I can because they're, they're just, the teams know each other so well. It, it, it puts a lot of variables into it from a game uh, planning perspective, but, We've got the eight and two 
Green Bay Packers against the four and five Minnesota Vikings hit less than a field goal. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins and and two and a half points. I, I just I don't know how much needs to go into this. Yes, the Aaron Jones is most likely out, but AJ Dillon's proven that he's more than a competent replacement there. Yeah. Uh, they should be healthy with Adams. And uh, the biggest story to me is that that defense is just getting the job done right now to do what they did to Russell Wilson last week. Injury aside, because I, I really don't think it bothered him as much as I mean, he, he was healed, right? 19 hours of rehab a day. He had more rehab hours than anybody in the history of any um, injury. <laughs> and they shut him out. So yeah. I, I don't think that Kirk Cousins is going to be able to rise to the occasion. Aaron Rodgers is, what, 15-8-1 against the, the Vikings. This is one that I'm picking because I uh, always want to go the entertainment value as well, right? A, a divisional game always has some allure, and it's probably going to be closer than it would be if these were just two random teams meeting with the same talent levels. But I, I've got to, I got to put my uh, hat in Rodgers' ring right here. Yeah, I uh, won't disagree with you there, but um, something that's like just fucking wild to me. Um, I I know we we like to cite you know Pro Football Focus quite a bit. We we appreciate the work they do. A lot of the stuff they do is uh, subjective enough to where it's it shouldn't be law, but it, it's a good piece of the puzzle. Um, Kirk Cousins is the highest graded passer in the entire NFL this season per pro football focus. Isn't that fucking wild? I mean, and the highest grade that, vaccinated play. Oh, well, yeah, I guess either way, then it works. Either way. Yeah. Uh, you hear that and it's wild. And then you go down a stat line. It's like, he's completing 68% of his passes, 2,400 yards, 7.2 yards per attempt, which is meh. It's okay. 18 touchdowns, two interceptions. And you're like, damn, like we've talked about Kirk being in the MVP conversation early in this year. He fell off, obviously, and I, I don't think he needs to be in that conversation right now necessarily. But um, we like to shit on Kirk. Kirk will keep you somewhat competitive, and the Vikings have been competitive all year for the most part. So, yeah, they um, lost twice in overtime. That first one was on multiple kicks that the the Vikings should have won that game. They right. they lost to the Cardinals on a last second field goal. Um, they, I don't know what happened in that Browns game, quite frankly, 14 to yeah, seven. That was just one. abysmal all around, but they've been, they've hung close in every single game. They've only lost two. Um, well, I guess technically three with the overtime loss to Baltimore by, by this spread. But I, I just think that this is a uh, Aaron Rodgers wants to come out and prove that he he runs this league because he already proved to the league that he runs this league by the lack of any sort of consequences whatsoever. For <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, you know, the Packers were my preseason pick to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. They're currently the number one seed in the NFC based on the tiebreaker over Arizona, but both teams are eight and two right now. And I think Rogers wants that top seed. So, you know, the, the Vikings are right in the mix of things. They're four and five. So they're going to be mo uh, they're in the eighth spot in the NFC. They're going to be motivated here for sure. It's a division game, like you said, but two and a half points is not enough for me uh, if I'm 
on the Vikings side of this thing. So uh, I would agree with you that the Packers covering less than a field goal as of this moment seems likely. Lock it up. 500 (laughs) on the week for for Toaster. Packers are 9-1 against the spread, and they're given less than a field goal to cover. Like, yeah, all day. All right. Of course, that that might be a Mason Crosby field goal, which has been a little bit perilous. This year. Dude, what happened? Is it just age? Did, he, did Father Time finally catch up to him? Because like that dude was automatic. Did this like three years ago too? Where yeah, he he's had some blips. Collapsed and he he got right. So I'm not saying that this is going to be his get right game, but uh, it, it's not uncommon for Crosby because this definitely yeah. has happened in the past. You don't yeah, think that... this is like hints of Vinatieri? How Vinatieri like fell off a cliff? I mean, Vinatieri no. was also 44 damn years old at that point. I mean, so. isn't Crosby like 39, 40? Isn't he up there? It's a great question. Uh, we have. It, the it sounds like a good thing for Googles. an intern to figure the fuck out. <laughs> Crosby still has the leg, you know, which which is keeping him interesting. Um, but he, I mean, yeah, he's had some really weird moments. Like uh, 37 time. He's 37. Okay. Yeah. So that time frame you were talking about a few years ago, I remember, I think he missed five field goals in one game. Like it was yeah. just insane. Um, and yeah, he's been up and down this year, but I think if this comes down to uh, a field goal, I'm going to trust even an iffy Mason Crosby over whatever the fuck the Vikings have been doing for their entire existence, frankly. Over, so over Joseph. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. So thank you for, thank you for the, uh, the mental props here. I appreciate it. Hopefully they work out into to actual props for me. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm in a bad place right now and I appreciate you guys being supportive. <laughs> yeah, we got you, bro. Dude, I'll pop some champagne. If you hit that Thursday, Thursday spread, dude, that's all. It yes. Takes. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like golfing, right? You just got to see that first put in and then you got it the rest of the round. Dude, imagine yep. if you could breakfast ball gambling. You'd be like, dude, I didn't mean that. I was a breakfast ball. <laughs> that first leg of the parlay? No, yeah, man. Right? Let me get another shot. All right. Uh, going into the remaining Week 11 storylines, um, what games are standing out to you guys right now? There's there's a couple that we haven't discussed already that are uh, double-digit games that I don't really know if they're worth uh, talking too much about here, but... Um, you know, what, what stands out to you other than these five games? To me, there's two that you absolutely stay away from. Uh, well, technically, there's three that you absolutely stay away from. But one of those is that double-digit game that you were talking about, Cleveland, Detroit. You just don't know who's going to show up. Philadelphia, yeah. New Orleans, you just don't know who's going to show up. Las Vegas versus Cincinnati, you just don't know who's going to show up. And, and the those latter two games are both one point as of victims. right now. Yeah, so Eagles, one-point favorite, home favorite over the Saints, and uh, Bengals are one-point road favorite uh, in Vegas. So how are we feeling about how are we feeling about the Arizona two and a half point favorite at Seattle? Uh, Knowing that potential that Kyler Murray will not play again and Russ should, in theory, be better than we saw last week. What what are we thinking there? I think Seattle matches up well against Arizona, regardless of who plays. If it was me, I sit Kyler one more week and get him right yeah. because they've got the too. extra bye week after this. So I think that that line reflects that that reasoning right now. I would absolutely expect it to increase if Kyler and D Hop were playing. 
but I, I don't see the reason I said it on the last podcast that I think that the Packers are in the driver's seat right now, um, over the, over the Cardinals and get them right. It doesn't matter. It, there's only one buy mm-hmm. in the playoffs at this point. It would be awesome to have, but guess what? Take a, what, this would be four week buy for Kyler Murray, get him right. And yeah. you got to win when playoff time comes around. That's, that's all that matters. And, and they're in, complete position to be yeah. in, in the playoffs for sure. Do we know if Colt McCoy is going to play in this one? Because last I saw he was banged up and they were actually poking around some other quarterbacks around the league as well. Well, they have, they have Steve Strebler, Chris street, Steve Strebler. Why would they Chris, poke around with Chris others? Steve Strebler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it does sound like he has a boob injury as well, but Roethlisberger was able to, I guess, play through it. Is that what you would call what he's been doing? Um, yeah, but Roethlisberger's got bigger boobs than Colt <laughs> McCoy, so he's got more more leeway there, I think. But uh, um, this is one that I would just again stay away from. You're you don't know who's going to show up if you're able yeah. to absolutely decimate the San Francisco 49ers one week and then turn around and get destroyed by the Carolina Panthers again. Both mm-hmm. of those, I do think, game flow came into came into play, but you can't trust Colt McCoy at this point or definitely not. Um, Steve Strebler, Steve, the tap man Strebler. It's, it's Chris. <laughs> Let's just clarify. It's Chris. Um, yeah, no, I I'm with you on that. That one's a tough one for me. Um, the Cardinals are definitely the better team, but what they did last week worries me a little bit. And I think Russ is going to, be able to put it together a little bit more than what we saw, hopefully, um, uh, in week 10. Uh, the other one that really stands out to me, and you mentioned the Carolina Panthers here, but the football team at the Panthers, Panthers are three and a half point favorites at home. And we don't quite know who's going to start for them yet. I know Cam is supposed to get the first team reps all week. Hopefully he can get up to speed enough, but it sounds like even if he does start there probably will be some split here to some degree between him and pj walker and we saw the washington football team put it together against the bucks last week this one this is another one i would probably stay away from because you don't really know what you're gonna get but i expect it to be a pretty good game after watching cam all last year i just i would be very concerned to see him come in cold and try to be an effective passing quarterback. I think that he can do exactly what they asked of him last week. And he's been successful for that, successful in that, or even in his Patriots tenure, he was able to pull those things off, but to ask him to drop back 30 plus times and control this game. I I just, if it was under a a field goal, I'd feel more confident in it, but at three and a half, I, I, I'd want to, I want to see one week from cam before I put any money on that. Totally. Um, J Rob, I know you a few weeks ago called the 49ers frauds. I don't think they've lost since then. Um, they're six and a half point favorites on the road in Jacksonville. Obviously none of us, I think are, are buying Jacksonville here, but do we think the 49ers are as good as they've looked really the last couple of weeks? Is this the team that they are? Dude, I don't know. Cause like they were like awful, awful before the last couple of weeks. And now it's like, are they figuring it out? Are they like, 
they didn't seem like they were like too riddled with injuries like they were last year. So I don't know if it's just like they're finally getting reps to, like together because they weren't playing together last year. They're pretty banged uh, up. I was gonna they're say now, right now. As oh, they said, are still banged up as a broken finger. So they've lost two yeah. of their top running backs, and now Mitchell also has a broken finger. Yeah, well, it sounds like Mitchell Wilson will play. Ready to go. So, but yeah, they can put him in. Yeah. Um. Dude, a touchdown on the road, and the Jags going played, east. played tough last early week. game. Is it um, game? I mean, that, that's yeah, eleven a.m. Honestly, I seeing that's an early game. I I think the Jags will keep this close. It's humidity. Like it's that time of year when like everything else is getting drier and that place is just humid as hell. And even last week, guys were just like cramping up down in Jacksonville. And so I think I think they'll keep it close. I'll take the Jags six and a half. All right. I'd I'd lean Niners just um maybe again recency bias, seeing what they were able to do to 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 uh the Rams. But I just I don't think Urban Meyer wants to be there, quite frankly. Like he does not look no, like he's enjoying he absolutely himself does not. at yeah. all. Every win he's just like, fuck. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, and he takes everything like it's personal, like he's been constructing this. It's like a, he's this is a fantasy dynasty team for him, right? And he's right. expected to he thinks that he's expected to turn this into a playoff contender year one. And it's like and he I think he said that at the beginning of the year, right? We it's not that we're not playing for the future, we're playing for this year. It's like, no, yeah. dude, that's not how the NFL works. Like, you got to no. construct a roster with 63-plus players on there, mm-hmm. um, and you can't overcome a talent discrepancy with a first-round running back as your as your pick. <laughs> who hasn't played yeah. yet. <laughs> who hasn't, yeah, who hasn't been able to play. Um, are we buying the Buffalo Bills as a touchdown favorite over the Colts. The the Bills have vaulted back to the number one spot in the nerd rankings. They're number one in DVOA and per Vegas's rankings, uh fourth in PFF, third in ELO. Do are we are we buying them now that they sort of came back and beat the hell out of the Jets last week? I, I don't think that I saw what I needed to out of their offense last week, but J Rob, you looked a little bit more vehement than I was about that. Bro, I love the Colts in this matchup. I feel like it's everything that the Bills don't want to play against, which is a very physical front with a very physical run game. With And their linebackers on the other side of the field with Leonard and a decent pass rush, I think can has shown can give Josh Allen problems. And I think if a, de- if a Jacksonville defense can get to the Bills, and granted it's a little bit of an anomaly, I'm going to trust the Colts to be able to get to the Bills as well. And I think they're going to do a great job of keeping Josh Allen off the field with that heavy run game. Yep. I, I, I would tend to agree with you on this one. I think the Bills have enough explosiveness to, you know, challenge a seven-point spread. But if the, if the Colts can eliminate their turnovers and Carson Wentz can take care of the ball, they, they're perfectly positioned, as you stated, to take on this Buffalo Bills team. And ultimately, they the Colts just need to get into the playoffs, and they can they could make some noise. I think that they've got a roster that's constructed to match up very well with a lot of teams, and yeah. uh, they just they had some bad luck and what the the hardest starting five games in in the NFL this year, right? So they're they're they were handicapped from the start. And they're slowly working their way back. And with them being so banged up, they are still six and four against the spread. So, you know, not bad. 
Yeah, yeah. They've, they've hung tough. I mean, they're, a few weeks ago, they were kind of at a make-or-break point where it was like, okay, if they can't start stringing together some wins, they're absolutely going to be on the outside looking in in, the, in this AFC playoff picture. And as of right now, you know, they're sitting there at 10th, but they are they're really a five. half game yeah. behind the Chargers. So, I mean, they're, they're right in the mix of things. They've um, gotten back to 500. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. That, that's probably going to be one of the better games of the week, I would think, despite the fact that it's a seven-point spread. Yeah. Um, you know, again, similar maybe to the Chiefs, there might be a little bit of an overcorrection on the Bills just based on what they did against the Jets there. Agreed. Um, so I obviously want to get your guys' take on this because uh, I am biased, but uh, Ravens are six-point favorites on the road in Chicago. What do you guys think about that number? Six points there. It depends on how the fucking bears show up. Is Khalil Mack going to be back for this? Is Eddie Jackson going to be back for this? Um, we don't know yet. They haven't had to release an injury, injury report, report yet. So um, it's, it's iffy. I would, if I had to guess, I would have to say I would I would guess Khalil Mack would be back. Eddie Jackson might be another week away. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I've seen enough from the Bears that I, they're not a contender at this point. I, I can give the Ravens the six points and not have heartache over it. The It's just who shows up for the Ravens. But just I still think that Justin Fields is going to be a spectacular player. Um, I still think he's probably the second best in the draft class as played so, thus far this year, but there's enough firepower on the Ravens to, to get yeah. the, the, uh, the handicap to bears um, by a touchdown. Yeah. Jared, how are you feeling about it? Man, uh, this is one where like, I personally am just not going to touch because I love Justin Fields being a like biased Ohio state fan um but like toaster said like if you get the ravens team that's supposed to make the playoffs like this that mm -hmm. team is tough but yeah you're seeing what they did against miami last week it's like dude i i don't know um i'll probably still lean towards the ravens bears, bears are coming off their bye too oh um, they are for what that's worth I, the ravens obviously are getting an extended week after playing on thursday yeah but the bears are coming off their bye the bye matters to me <sighs> when you've got a good coach and true <laughs> true, very true. The Bears have not been one. good with Nagy off the bye. I think you're you're right on that. Yeah, we talked about how Urban Meyer having more time to game plan was a detriment, and it might be very similar for for Matt Nagy. Yeah. So this one, I guess, where I'm leaning here is if if Justin Fields continues to take the take the steps forward that he has. Um, you know, that Steelers game, I would argue, is the best single game that any rookie has played this year, um, especially from a splash play standpoint. Um, and, and you don't make PFF grades. <laughs> hey, he was the highest grade uh, quarterback that week. But um, and I think next to McCorkle is the highest graded or highest second highest graded quarterback over the last two weeks. But uh, I or last two games. But anyway, if Justin continues to make those strides, I think this offense is different than what we've seen from them early in the year. And the, the six points worries me. I, I still think 
again, if we get the good Ravens, like you said, I, I think this, you know, could get ugly, but if we get the up and down Ravens, like we've seen and Justin Fields continues to play with confidence, I think covering six at home is reasonable to me. Uh, but I'm with you, Jarob. I'm, I'm probably not touching it. And it has more to do with the volatility of the Ravens, right. but also being unsure of what you're really going to get from the bears with Justin Fields moving forward. So um, yeah, that's, that seems like a lot of points to me, but one I'm, I'm going to stay away from forecast looks like it's uh going to be cold, windy, and potentially rainy. Oh, so game. Chicago in mid November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> true. But I feel like that would then maybe lean more towards the Ravens since it's just, they all right. they do is run the ball. Um, they don't have Levy on bell anymore. Oh man, that would that, that was a great changer. pickup. Um, the uh, the hot take I had on that, which I don't think was quite frankly wrong. They just never used him how I said he was yeah. supposed to be used. Yeah, um, yeah just bargain, just bargain. How are they not passing out of the backfield? Like that seem it seems so obvious to me though. I no this yeah. uh, this is me being serious. This isn't me hedging my bets against Le'Veon Bell. If they had a scat back, they could spread out wide, and you have to worry about Lamar Jackson running up the middle or throwing it on a screen pass to a to a running back i like it seems just so easy to me you can't defend both of those right you can't have all of your linebackers in both positions yeah uh they're greg roman's done some great things with that offense but um and they have adjusted as of late they've been throwing the ball a lot more made themselves a little more two-dimensional but uh yeah last week against the dolphins uh kind of scared me a little bit so we'll we'll see what happens with them moving forward for what it's worth um they are still seventh in the nerd rankings so um you know they're they're up there they're they're still a very good team but you just never know what you're gonna get um all right i think we've touched on the majority of these games i don't know if it's necessary we touch on all of them but of the ones we haven't uh mentioned yet anything you want to you want to talk about uh, Miami Jets just got to throw that out there that uh, this is if Tua loses to the Jets, then Tua is done. Also, They're, if you are betting on and watch and or watching that game and aren't a Dolphins or Jets fans, please seek help. Like that's just shit. I'm gonna be watching. It's a that problem. Game. <laughs> well, we know you have a problem, but you're you're in your whole other category by yourself there. So, um, all right. Uh, I'm if that's it, then I'm going to get us out on uh, this one stat from the Action Network. Uh, over the last three weeks, teams receiving greater than 50% of the public bets are 13, 26, and 1. So uh, fade the public if you can. And you probably want to be fading us too, based on our last yeah, week. I, apparently, I've been putting up way too much money on those because I think I might be counting for most of the public at this point. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tell the the wife to be okay. We'll we'll just keep that one between the three of us. All right, um, that's all for me. Anything else uh, from you guys before we go here? I mean, football's on four days a week now. Plus, you've got national pastime on tuesdays and thursday mornings i think that they're we're hitting our stride mid-season here so watch some hard knocks watch some thursday night football hopefully the parlay is still alive after that point and then from there just enjoy 
enjoy it. We've very precious few weeks left. Enjoy them. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will catch you later. Peace.